This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Good evening. It's been a schos to have a kesha with, uh, with your Rav. It's, we've, as Chabura, we've managed to learn a lot of Sefarim, finish Sefarim, and uh, it's been a wonderful journey together and seeing the Zatzlocha in Kehillas and Abrazis Torah it's extremely, extremely heartwarming. Bez Hashem, continue Michael Chayel, everyone together and with you, Rabbi Yaakov Um I wasn't sure why the topic was chosen. It's hard to say, maybe it's, it's dark at night, Musawalilas, I guess that, that's... Uh, but it is Kufis that um, We've had ups and downs and diff- all sorts of um, strange kufas. And I'd like to speak a little bit about a concept that gets unfortunately distorted. When we speak about Amuna and Bitochen, I think um, people misunderstand it, <coughs> don't understand what it's about. And I, I'd like to a little bit um, go through a draft. Parashas Vayechi, it says, Loma Pashas Ustuma, Lefishakim Shanifti Yakvavinu, Nistatmu Enem Delimasha Israel. So it says that Yakovavinu was blinded um, with, through the Gullus with 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 um Yaakovinu's Ptira, Klal Yisrael's eyes were, were dimmed and they couldn't see. It is something that they the Mfarshim's point that wasn't mean why is this parasha stuma? But um, they don't had he know it was supposed to be an open parasha, as had he know it was supposed to be its own parasha. And most of the most explain that it stands to reason, or there was a Mesores, but at any rate, this is a parasha stuma. It's a lot more than just because the name stuma sort of resonates with Sasa. It, it's a, it, the deal the, the was a lot more meaningful. And I, I, we'll try to explain it as we go on what exactly, what it means. In the Hemshah of that Pasha Vayichi, um, Yaakov Avinu gathered everyone around to give them brachas, to tell them what the kates would be. Then Ruch HaKadosh was the Stalik, and instead he gave them brachas. So, we understand that their, um, that their, uh, his Ruach HaKodesh being nostalgic as he's on his deathbed is kind of part of this, um, his Nistamay name of the Bersha Yisrael. He was on his deathbed and this, and he was part of that process. But then, so what does it mean giving brachas instead? I mean, we understand that a person wants to give a, uh, a, a person would like to tell his children when the cates would be, okay, for whatever reason, and then he'd like to give a brachas on his deathbed. Why are those two alternatives? It's he was going to tell them when Mashiach is coming, instead he's giving them brachas. In our mind, they're not at all contradictory, they're not at all alternatives, you do both. If, if he, for whatever reason, want to tell him Sheikh is coming, that's great, and give everyone a bracha. Well, what's the, what's the either or? 
So I'd like to speak a little bit about this, this Indian over here and understand what exactly um, is happening. It's, Shlomo Melech says that a chacham ain't a A chacham's eyes are in his head. In other words, and uh, so acid, I mean, does fools also have the same anatomy we have? So what it means is, Akadosh Baruch Hu gave us um, a, a mission, a charge, to go and to do what's right and what's good, and what He would like us to do. The um, the tool, the most effective tool that we have would be our das, our seichel. To use our das and seichel, the organ that is primarily, um, is the tool for seichel are the eyes. A person is walking the street, a person sees where he would like to go to, the shop is in this particular place, the, the bus stop is in this particular place, and so on and the person's eyes guide him towards that point. That is the primary um, way in which a person uses his das to go and to um, make decisions and get to where he needs to get to. That is the, a person's das and a person's anayim. So if we ask a person, um, what's what's your primary tool? My seichel. I'll figure out what I need to do, and I'll see how to get there. <coughs> but that avoda of a person using seichel and das is only when a person can see. Meaning, if I can see my destination, I know that I want to accomplish this thing. This is my goal. This is my destination. Therefore, it's incumbent to use my seichel how to get there. What happens if a person can't use his das and his seichel? If a person is blinded, if it's pitch dark outside, and a person can't see, what happens then? So obviously, the only way we can do something is if we use someone else to guide us and at that point either a person takes us by our hands and leads us or a person tells us go to the right go to the left and so on i'm relying on someone else so there are two ways in which a person can get to the destination eyes and seichel or dependency on someone else. Obviously, the first one is much, much, um, in, in terms of a person realizing his own abilities and capabilities, that certainly is, 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 is preferable. Depending on someone else is basically a terrible shortcoming, and I'm helpless. That's how it comes across to us, rightfully so. When we talk about Shlemus Ha'adam and a person getting to the place that he needs to get to and accomplish what he needs to accomplish, 
We would also say that using your own seichel and abilities should be the primary way to get there. And definitely, it, it definitely brings out a lot more in a person. But there's another issue. We have a tendency of divorcing it from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The more a person is self-reliant and, and determines himself where to go and is sure of himself, then I did it with lip service to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's kind of the way it happens. Yaakov Avinu is taking his children and giving them a charge to move on to Achus HaYomim. Achus HaYomim is the goal of getting to Achus HaYomim is not just Mashiach coming. Achus HaYomim is the world becoming the world is supposed to be. It, it's, when it, it's when the world realizes itself and becomes the Shleim as it's supposed to be. So Yaakov's plan was that I'll show them where they have to get to. Being Megala the Kates is not giving a schedule, a Mashiach schedule, exactly. It, 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 that's not the point of it. The point is when you know where you're going to, then you can plan how to get there. So I will teach them what it is they're headed for. I'll, I'll open their eyes and they'll see the goal and they'll use their head and seichel and hard work to get where they're supposed to get to. That was Yaakov Avinu's Havamin. That's what he thought, and it made a lot of sense. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Kali Yisrael a tkufa from this point onwards to Agos Mitzrayim, where they're in Golos. Golos is not just an absence of Gili of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's the presence of darkness in the sense that we are pushed <coughs> into an era of not being able to see, not being able to use our mind, not being able to understand. The, the, the reason is because just like Geula um, is, is our Shlemus, it has to come A, through our work, but there's a piece missing. Unless HaKadosh Baruch Hu is part of the process, then we, we may be perfecting ourselves, but we'll leave HaKadosh Baruch Hu behind. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is part of the process because it's something that there, there's, not, there's going to come a time when I'm helpless. When Kalaiso lives independently in Yisrael and they have their own wherewithal to fight the wars, to accomplish, and so on, it's their effort, their, their, their wisdom, their accomplishment, which is part of the picture. But where's HaKadosh Baruch Hu? And the reason we go into Gaulus is because we've become too smug. We've become... And too confident in ourselves. The, the Averis of Kal Yisrael, as they happened in, in Baisrish and Baisheni, came about because of that. So even though Golos Mitzrayim, it's not easy to spot a difference between 
Um, it, 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 it's, it, it's not easy to, to figure out why it came about, Chazal, Darsh, and different things. But the point was, Chalal Yisrael would come to Geula with, with Gullus being a primary ingredient. Going through a tkuf of Gullus is going to be a primary part of it. So, so what was Yaakov's instructions? Yaakov said, look at who you are and develop yourself. So I don't know where it's going to take me. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me my own bracha. In other words, each shevet, it says, each one had his own bracha. Each one had what he was. And Yaakov said, take that, move forward, even though you're going blindly ahead. The concept of a parsha in the Torah, the reason, this is one of, it, psukim do not exist in the Torah, in the written Torah. Psukim are part of the Mesoris of Taimim, and they are part of Tosh Valpeh. Parshas are, if you write a Sefer Torah and you mess up the parshas, the Sefer Torah may very well be possible. Parshas are very, very, um, are a part and parcel of the writing. The purpose of a parsha is to be able to think and understand. In other words, when somebody tells you something, so long as the person is in the middle of talking, in the middle of explanation, you can't wrap your head around it because I've heard half of it. I don't get the whole picture. When a person has finished a presentation, you're able to wrap your mind around it, figuratively and, and quite literally, because now I understand it's a, it's a, it has a context of its own. Parshas were given so that we could wrap our mind around a particular parsha and we could understand it. A place where Rashi says that this parsha is stuma, it wasn't given with the right breaks, it wasn't given with a break, means we can't wrap our minds around it. It's not given for comprehension. And this is a place where we have to learn and touch the words of Sukim, but the inner comprehension that comes when I can stand back and look at an entire piece, that's going to be missing. That is exactly what Gullus is about. So if we picture Kaddish Baruch Hu's Hashruah um, Kaddish Baruch Hu dwelling within Klai as quote-unquote a radiance, what it means is it sheds light on everything. We have a perspective. We have understanding. Golos is stimas enayim, stimas parashias, total lack of understanding, knowledge, vision. And it's important because it teaches me that I have to rely on someone else. The, when we talk about emuna, emuna and yidia, which would mean knowledge, <coughs> understanding, comprehension, are two opposite um, it, it approaches to a problem. And it says, as far as many different places, that where seichel ends, emuna begins. So our our essence is going to be a combination. 
without seichel, there's no person. When a person is, is following someone else blindly, without even thinking why he's following, there's a lot missing. Then it's hard to say, yes, I am following, but who's the I? There's nothing, there's nothing, I mean, I, 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 if I don't, I don't even have a pretense of comprehending anything, then there's really lacking the I. On the other hand, if it's only me, and it's only what I understand, and only as, 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 as much as I understand, then where's HaKadosh Baruch So the balance of a person being kosher and dovok in HaKadosh Baruch is where part of it is seichel and das, and part of it is emuna. Emuna means reliance on someone. It's not sort of when we say, oh, I'll, I, you know, it, 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 the, the, the point of emuna is not, um, yeah, it'll be okay. It means from here, I'm holding on to someone, and that someone is taking me. It's bewildering. It, it doesn't, I don't understand it, but I'm relying on this person who's guiding and taking me. So comprehension and amuna are really at a loggerheads. It's fascinating, the last makar that was given, in other words, makas bechayris actually was, let's call it um, the, the release of Kaiso. And we, the, it's almost as if you can, you have nine makas, and then makas bechayris stands at its own right. So the last makar, in a sense, um, we would call it the epitome of the makas, the ones that made Klal different, that showed Klal to be different, is the Makas Chayshech. So it says, um, so it says, Moshe made Chayshech. It says, Leiro ish es achiv, v'leikome ish metachtav shloshes yamim. The people didn't see each other, nor were able to stand up for three days. The simple meaning of it is the way it reads. There was Hoshech and R and so on. I think you can also understand it a little bit more conceptually. In other words, when a Mitzri is in darkness, he can't move. He can't go anywhere because all he has is his own seich and das, and that's it. So when it's chayshech, he's, he's frozen. Yisroel, in a matzav of chayshech, has orbe sehem because they have another way of proceeding. They can proceed um, through holding on to HaKadosh Baruch so the, 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 the process of Golos inculcates into Klal Yisrael um, the facet of Emunah, which means I cannot rely on my Seichan Das, I need to hold on, and I need to get there. I want to talk a little bit, a few minutes about, I guess, what's, what's a lot of times every person has Kufis in their life when 
things are difficult. Things are difficult, they're difficult. But there, there are tufis in life when things are inexplicable. Um, I once saw a letter, I guess it was from Nachman Breslova, where someone said something to the effect of, he wrote that he's having a lot of tsaris, and those, these tsaris are totally inexplicable. And he answered something to the effect, I, ju I just saw it very briefly, but I, I remember the words made a tremendous impression. He said, you are very, very fortunate because if you would, if, these, if, if your situation would have an explanation, if we, then all you would have is the explanation. Now that it's inexplicable, you have a Kodesh Baruch there. In other words, we tend to think Amuna means that we have to believe that things will work out to the good the way we understand it. Somehow, this will happen the way, the way I, I, I fantasize. I know what, what, what for sure has to happen. I, I, you know, I'm leaving up to Kodesh Baruch to think of how it should happen. That's not Amuna. Amuna means that th from this point onwards, where it's dark, giving a hand is the only thing that expresses Amuna. Kodesh Baruch Hu, as long as I can see something, I have to do something. That's my charge. But when things are, where there is no sight left, there's a Baruch left. And that's where I need to hold on. The Joshua Saran speaks here at the end, end of the parasha, at the end of the parasha, one of the Joshua's. And he says, take a look. Klaus path out of Mitzrayim was a zigzag, a total zigzag. They, they left Mitzrayim, they didn't go a straight route, and then they made a U-turn and, and went back. He said there was no way that they could have understood what's happening. And he writes something that maybe Moshe didn't know. There was no, there was no special Gilev Nebuah, because Shabbat just told him to do this. So he said, so here people are leaving Mitzrayim are uh, on the, on the, in, the, in, the, in the framework of the greatest Giluim HaKadosh Baruch Hu, don't have any idea of what's happening until after it happens. So he said, so certainly we in our generation, right, Duran, um, should not expect to know and understand, and we should realize that we're not going to understand until after it's happened. And we have, we think sometimes it's a frum thing. We look for explanations, Alpiderach, Gematria, Kabbalah, Nevur, Ruchakodesh, etc., etc. That's not, and we think it's Emuna, super Emuna, because we're not going Derech Hateva, we're looking for some sort of supernatural way to deal with it. The real way to deal with it is through Emuna. So long as I have a way to deal with it, then I'm obligated to deal with it. And that's, that's the, the, the rise of a person. When there is no way, when it's dark, the only thing I it, it, it do is hold on. The, the inner calm that someone knows and is taking me somewhere is the expression of a Muna. Darmok says so powerfully, Gam ki eilech begeit salmoves lo ira ra. A person, a person, um, naturally is very, very scared 
when you go to a dark, lonely alley in some, some place that's really dangerous. So it's not only that it's statistically dangerous, we're terrified. That's the type of feeling we have when we're not in control of a situation, when it's unknown. We, do, we, can't, even, uh, 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 we can't even apprise ourselves of what, what, what could be happening. It's just frightening. It's, 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 it's something that is terrifying. But if I'm holding on to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it still is a gates on us. It's still a valley of death. It's still dark. I still don't know. I don't, it doesn't say anywhere that he's going to pull me out of it. But he's there walking with me, so to speak. He's there holding on to me. So that means it's right. This is the path I need to chart. I will know afterwards. I cannot know beforehand. And that's the tremendous lesson over here in this in, in the proof of Golas Gula. HaKadosh Baruch Hu implanted into Kal Yisrael the concept of a Golas whose first mark is Stima Senayim. It means that in our relationship to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, both as a nation and as individuals, there's going to be times when our eyes are closed and we cannot see anything. It's pitch dark in a way where our eyes are totally ineffective. There's no way to comprehend. We, we don't, we, we're baffled by what we see and there's no place for comprehension. That's the point where emuna is what needs to, to kick in. It's not only emuna as a default, like, you know, okay, I have no choice, I might as well be a Maimon. This is the place that Karish Prabhupada has chosen to, to bring out this relationship. It's part of who we are. Part of us is Seichel and Das, and part of us is Amuna and Reliance. And the two have to go hand in hand for that Shlemus. A person who does not use a Seichel and Das and just quote-unquote relies on Amuna is not fulfilling his mission, and a person who is only willing to go with his das and seichel and, and, and rebels against the Amuna is arrogant. He's karakash off. It's, it's an extraordinary combination of two almost incompatible tunas and nefesh, and yet both together are yid. Yaakov Avinu, where he could, was going to enlighten them at a and when he couldn't, he said, this is the place for Muna. There's a place, there are parishes where there's a revach to be misbonin, and there are parishes where there's no misboninus. That's the difference. The, the, the final difference comes from Mitzrayim. When it's pitch dark outside, Mitzrayim are paralyzed. They're frozen. They're not going anywhere, and they can't go anywhere. Klal Yisrael has even when it's pitch dark, they can go, they can move, they can do what, what light enables to do because they have something to rely on. The sharpness of comes out when it's dark and when, and when it's, it's totally incomprehensible, that's the special sense of Gaat These are the two pillars that Klai Yisrael stands on. Rez Hashem, we should be zechah to the real Arabic Karev, 
we've had enough chayshech, and and uh, there've been so many tekufis in Chal Yisrael where where we had nothing was gates of and so on, and Bez Hashem we should be zayicha that in the schus of all those who had that emuna, and in the and in the relatively smaller nisernos we have, we should be able to use seichel das and enayim when that's appropriate, and emuna obedience and tranquility of Kato Imadi when that's appropriate. Bez Hashem. Thank <laughs> you.